Welcome to episode 7 of Mike's Mental Models. Today, the big value in small barriers. I got the idea for today's podcast from a recent interview Shane Parrish did with Ryan Holiday. And towards the end of the very good interview, Holiday and Parrish were talking about the different kinds of email they get from people and how they go about handling it. So just to set up this clip, this is Shane Parrish talking to Ryan Holiday about some of the messages he gets. I get a lot of unsolicited email that uh, I feel in some ways that people are burdening my time and they're like not what? necessarily thinking about it. Like the request, can you read this 20 page document? I got one oh. last week. Can you do is, you know, well worded, but it was basically yeah. like, can you do my homework assignment for me? So Parrish went ahead and created a small barrier. When people are sending me 20 page, 30 page documents, proposals, yeah. I'll just reply saying, Hey, my, uh, you know, can you print this out and mail it to me? <laughs> And so what I've done is now I've added some sort of, sure. and if they do and they mail it to me, I will read it. But if it's not worth their time to print it out and mail it, because it's so easy sure. to send email. And a lot of them are, I don't want to say form emails, but you know, it's very easy to insert, you know, switch Ryan yeah. and Shane and send the exact same email. And this is such a great idea because notice what Shane says. It's not hard for people to print something off and send it to him. It's not obstructive. He doesn't do that so he doesn't have to, but he's created a system where people who really want to get a hold of him, people who really want him to read something, will go ahead and take that extra step, and he filters out all the people that aren't interested. Later in the interview, Holiday explains how he does much the same thing with his consulting business. Another practitioner of the small barrier strategy is B.J. Novak who went from being a Harvard student and writing for The Lampoon to starring on and writing for The Office. And in between all that, Novak said that he worked for Bob Saget on his show. And Novak said that one day he looked around the writer's room and he noticed that everyone who was someplace he wanted to be in the future had been a stand-up comedian. So Novak decided he too needed to be a stand-up comedian. So as Saget's show was winding down, Novak decided that that was the next step he wanted to take. And in his interview with Tim Ferriss, Novak gave his number one piece of advice for someone who wanted to be a stand-up comedian. If you're really going to try stand-up, Book your whole week of shows, your whole first week, uh, in advance. So you can't quit. So you can't quit. Because I, I got up all this courage to do my first show. It was at a youth hostel, the Hollywood Youth Hostel. It was October 10th, 2001. So less than a month after 9-11. All my jokes were about 9-11. And I was not a good comic. <laughs> and the crowd didn't speak much English. Oof. That sounds rough, even for someone as talented as Novak. But... When he booked his whole week of shows, he did it accidentally, but it turned out to be a really good small barrier for him where it would have been relatively easy to call and cancel those shows. 
he had all of the excuses in the world. 9-11, he was new, he couldn't do it, he had a date. There could have been any number of things, any number of excuses he could have given for not doing the show. But in booking a whole week of shows, he created a small barrier that would force him to go through with each of those things. Another expert on small barriers is Dr. Richard Thaler. Thaler is a behavioral economist who co-wrote the book Nudge, and he's all about using psychology to encourage people to make better economic choices. That is, to have people create small barriers so that when a financial decision comes in the future, they can be nudged or maybe they tend to lean one way versus another. And here he is talking with Barry Ritholtz on the Masters in Business podcast about self-control and how you can create small barriers for better financial decisions. What about self-control? That's another chapter in the book. That's another one of your favorite topics. People really seem to lack all manner of self-control. How does that manifest itself economically? Well, you know, we talked about saving. Not uh, especially, United States, not a especially high saving uh, rate. You know, we went through a decade where we had negative saving rates. And, you know, this is the place, the domain where behavioral economists have had their biggest impact. Mm -hmm. And we've managed to change the way most 401k plans work uh, with two small changes. What are One, they? automatic enrollment. So you start a new job at a company that has a 401k, and you're automatically enrolled in the right. program. Right, unless you opt out. You have to fill out a form not to join. Mm -hmm. And that raised enrollment in the first year from about 50% to 85%. Huge, huge difference. And a completely trivial change. And what was the, in the last 30 seconds, what was the other? Uh... The other one is what I call save more tomorrow, mm -hmm. which is get people to agree to increase their saving rates every time they get a raise. So here we have three examples of how to create small barriers to help us make better choices. We have Shane Parrish saying that someone has to print something and mail it to him if they want him to read it. We have BJ Novak who suggests we schedule things in advance so that we are more likely to follow through with them. And we have Richard Thaler, who talks about setting things up at the beginning, how we would want them to continue, or how we would want them to be in the future. And even though we have clips from these three people, the biggest influence on me, the biggest proponent of the small barrier strategy, is food researcher Brian Wansink. Brian Wansink has written a wonderful book called Mindless Eating, and in that book, he talks about the many ways that people tend to overeat. And Wansink's theory is that a little bit of overeating is why people tend to gain weight. It's not because you binge or it's not because of the big events like the Thanksgiving turkey or the Christmas ham, but rather it's the small eating we do every day. And he says that if we create small barriers, we'll go ahead and eat less in these little moments. And eating less in these little moments adds up to not gaining a lot of weight over the course of the year. Wansink, for example, has found that people tend to eat more from larger containers. At one PTA meeting, 
parents who attended and listened to a speaker and were given a one-pound bag of M&Ms ate almost twice as much as parents who were given a half-pound bag of M&Ms. And no parents finished the bag of M&Ms. That is, the half-pound bag parents didn't eat half as much because they ate through their bag and they were out. No, there was always some left in the bag. Wansink's most famous example of this was probably at a movie theater where he gave movie patrons a stale container of popcorn. It was popcorn that objectively didn't taste very good. It had been around for a couple of days, and yet people with a big container of popcorn still ended up eating twice as much popcorn as the people who had a smaller container. Small barriers tend to work really well. First of all, they're really easy to install. When Shane Parrish asks someone to mail it, that's just a simple email line that he can put into his responses. These are things that we can create in many areas. This is called Mike's Mental Models for a reason. These are the things that I use every day. Whenever I get a sweet treat, like Twizzlers especially, I put it in a double bag of zip-top bags. And the reason I do this is because that small barrier of opening two zip-top bags instead of one forces me to eat fewer of the Twizzlers. And the best way to use these small barriers to apply this mental model to our lives is to think about the things we want to make easier and the things we want to make more difficult. The good things we want to make easier to access. We want to make them clear, clearly available. Wansink suggests having small plates and cups more available. If you want to exercise, one tip for that is to have your workout clothes out. We want there to be less hassle, less resistance for the things that we want to do. It's like when Novak had those nights of being a stand-up comedian. That was already on his schedule. He didn't have to call anybody or think about what he was doing. It was just automatically in there for that night. And so scheduling is another way to have low resistance for things we want to do. And we can also create small barriers for the things we don't want to do, like foods we don't want to snack on, or things that we don't to deal with, or habits that have gotten out of control. I hope the idea of small barriers has been as useful to you as it has for me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mike's Mental Models. Well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave. And take your book with you.